Pastor David, did you mean to leave out the last point on your outline? <laughs> Actually, I did. And we'll talk about that last point for the next few minutes as we uh, follow up our Sunday message uh, and dig a little deeper into the passage that was just preached. I'm David Miller, and I'm the pastor of membership here at McGregor, and this is Beyond the Notes. I believe it was Chuck Swindoll who famously said, sermons are never finished, but they are merely launched. And boy, I would say a big amen to that. But you know, some sermons are launched more successfully than other sermons are. Uh, and for me, this week uh, prior to this past Sunday was um, was one of those times. It was less productive than I'm typically used to, and that's due to a lot of different stuff that's going on in my life right now. It was just one of those weeks, and um, many of you probably know what I mean. Even though most of you probably don't preach regularly, you've had a week where it's just been one of those weeks. Well, that was last week for me. Now, I believe I've shared this before, but preparing a sermon is a little like the boy who brought um, five loaves and two fish to Jesus. Uh, we do something similar when we preach. We prepare what we've got and we bring it to Jesus, and he's the one that produces the miracle in preaching. Um, and that preparation for me, at least for me last week, um, usually entails me studying the passage, crafting the outline, uh, studying other references and commentaries, and then I begin to compose the message. And then after I compose the message, I go over it again and again and again to refine the message. And most of the time for me, that refining process is finding a better way to say stuff, uh, to be more clear or to be more concise and cutting what's not necessary. So the challenge for me in preaching is not what to say, but it's what not to say. Cutting is always the hardest part. And here at McGregor, we have to cut because we're in multiple worship services each Sunday morning that run back to back to back. And on this particular sermon that I preached this past Sunday, I had to make some cuts on some stuff that was already on my outline, and my outline was already printed by the amazing people that work on our church staff here. And so one of those cuts, in fact, was the last point that was on the outline that I didn't um, cover. Uh, and at the time that I crafted my outline, I thought it would be an essential point and realized as I got through composing the message that it wasn't really as essential as I thought it was. But the wonderful thing about Beyond the Notes is it allows us to go back and take a look at stuff like that. So the one that was cut was letter F, if you were here with us Sunday. And letter F is the disciples' restraint. And that is talked about in the second half of verse 12 of John 21. And in the first half of John 21, which is what I preached on, what we talked about, Jesus has now made himself known to the seven disciples in the passage, and now he's fixed breakfast for them. So as they're sitting down to enjoy a meal with the risen Lord, the text says this, now none of the disciples dared ask him, who are you? They knew it was the Lord. So my point about this last part of this last verse is not really earth shattering, and it's not massively critical to the main gist of our passage, which I believe is about perseverance. 
Um, but my observation here in the second half of verse 12 is simply that not asking a question that you're dying to ask is the very definition of restraint. And even though these guys knew it was Jesus, the text says that somebody surely wanted to ask for a verbal confirmation that it was Jesus, a verbal confirmation from Jesus. But instead, all seven of the disciples showed restraint and they didn't ask the question. And again, restraint, I believe, is a sign of maturity. So I see in the second half of verse 12, these guys... Uh, simply having one more demonstration in their life that they are growing in their faith. And, um, and this really is an incredible moment for them to be with the resurrected Christ. And their time with Christ is already, I believe, pr producing maturity in moments just by being with Him like they're doing in this passage. You know, there's a statement in the book of Proverbs that speaks to the issue of restraint. And Proverbs 26.4 tells us, Answer not a fool according to his folly, lest you be like him yourself. I love that proverb because it's also about the issue of restraint from a different perspective. I'm sure each and every one of us knows the temptation to... Uh, to get the last word in when we're talking with somebody or emailing with somebody or texting with somebody that we think is a foolish person. We want to have the last word. Well, guess what? As you grow up in Christ, you begin to understand that the desire to get the last word is probably a sign of immaturity. It was for me for a long time, and praise God, when he showed me the truth reflected in this proverb, and I stopped thinking that I always had to get the last word in. It freed me up in a wonderful way because I know that God is sovereign and he's sovereign over all things, including a ridiculous conversation I might be having at the moment with a fool. So what has God done in me? Well, he has produced restraint in me and matured me. Not, he's not finished, but he has matured me to be more like his son, Jesus Christ. And how is Jesus described in the Old Testament, particularly in Isaiah 53, 7? The text says this, He was oppressed and he was afflicted, and yet he opened not his mouth. Like a lamb that is led to the slaughter, and like sheep that is before its shears is silent, so he opened not his mouth. Jesus didn't give in to the temptation to get the last word in because he trusted the Father to be the one who has the last word. And I praise God that he's not done with me yet and he's still growing me and teaching me how to wisely implement restraint in my life. And if that encourages you, I praise God for that because restraint is something that is sorely missing in our world today. We live in a world where we believe we have the right to pop off at anything and everything and getting in the last word is just part of being human. Well, it's not for the followers of Jesus. And the followers of Jesus here in John 21, verse 12, knew it was Jesus, yet they kept their mouth shut. Boy, that would be helpful for me more often than not. So to quote Steve Brown, friends, you think about that. That wraps us up of our Beyond the Notes podcast for this week. Thanks for being with us as always and listening so faithfully like many of you do. If you're new, we'd love for you to just subscribe to the podcast. And feel free to give us a review. That'd be helpful to us as well, because we'd love to have your feedback. And if this podcast has been a blessing to you, share it with somebody today. 
And last but not least, if you want to be ready for next Sunday's sermon, we will begin in John 21, 15, and we'll go through the end of the chapter, which means we'll be done with the book of John after a year and a half of our church body studying this amazing gospel account will be done with the book of John. So by all means, feel free to read ahead and God bless.